Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the SOS Small Business Success Podcast. Ah, we are coming to the end of the year. I know I have been inconsistent with my mission, my consistency, (laughs) everything. Um, But it's been a very tumultuous year and... um, You'll hear more about that because I've got a book coming out that's going to be a, a contributing chapter that's going to be contributing um, to a book. This is a, a part two book of uh, that I'm doing that's going to be sharing the story of some things that I've gone through this year, some grieving process and everything that I've been in the midst of. But I'm your host, Bonnie Bondeo, and um, I'm looking forward to a new year, and I hope that you are too. So, you know, our success podcast here is really, it's really about helping people to be able to define what they say they want, and then to be able to help them with mindset and strategy to be able to implement it. And our SOS you know, my, my, my sum framework that I work within when, when I'm teaching, educating, working directly with clients, even my time in the salon is based on, you know, this sum framework of sales operations, mindset marketing, and education. And those five keystones, those five anchors, um, if you understand that they need to all be running simultaneously, some are going to be running a little faster than others at times. But All of them need to be at play in order for you to have the profitability and the success that you say that you want. Yeah. So today we're in episode 93 and we're going to talk a little bit about marketing. And it it wasn't my first choice to talk about marketing today, um, but it did make sense because next week I do have a guest on um, April McDaniel from Copes Odie. Um, and she's a, you know, an annual guest as we kind of get towards the end of the year or even the beginning of the year, because she is a CPA and a tax specialist. And it's definitely one of the topics that, um, I wanted to be able to share with you guys in the email or the post that I sent out this week. And I, and I talked about, I spend time looking at the current year to close it out powerfully before going into the next year. Um, And this was a hard year to look at. 2022 was a hard year to look at. And part of it is because um, I lost a little bit of passion in what I was doing. And I um, wasn't getting, I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. Um, Even though I was, I was still, maintaining a level of business that I had, you know, aimed for and desired. Um, I had to really look at what, what were people really struggling with? And it was the same thing that I was struggling with. So I knew that there was some work for me, um, this year, and, um, I'm excited to be able to share some of those things that are going to be happening come late January, February of what I've been working on. But this was kind of the, the post that I had pushed out this week. And it, and it said that, you know, I, I want to look at the discoveries that I made this year so that I could, you know, close out this year, as I said, powerfully. And although this year was a very strong personal growth year for me, um, it was exhilarating at times and tumultuous at others. And, you know, I, I think that's life. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, say that, oh, mine was more difficult than yours or, you know, that I deserve more attention on some of the things that happened to me versus yours. 
there is always this ebb and flow that happens in life. And uh, the tumultuous times are sometimes our best and most growing times. They really, they really teach us about ourselves. They, um, they evaluate and measure your level of empathy and compassion towards yourself and, and others in situations that you're exposed to. And um, boy, I am in the throes of it all. So that was one thing. And we'll, and we'll talk about that in another podcast. The second one was that um, the frustration of this label that I use as one of my, um, you know, one of my, my categories, one of my most prominent way that I make a living is as a coach. And this label coach is very elusive and it's very dangerous at times too. Um, and I looked at it from a standpoint of, boy, anybody can just kind of like claim themselves as a coach. You know, you have enough experience and boom, you can be a coach too. But what really is behind some of the ideal opportunities for coaching? You know, you, it can't just be experience. I've done it. So I'm going to teach you how to do it. Yes. That, that might make you an educator, um, but maybe not a coach. So there, there is some different elements to coach and I'm, and I'm hoping that we can go into the next year defining this a little bit more and having an understanding of it and everything. And I'm, and I'm going to create a, a whole lot more clarity on why I categorize myself as a coach and why I deserve to use that label and that category in um, my business in here. Uh, the third thing I talked about was I did fewer social media and I achieved the exact same expectations um, and goals for my business. And part of that, part of that is defined a little bit more. And this is what we're going to be talking about today. Part of that's going to be defined a little bit more because what I'm saying is I did less promotion. I did less online events, but I still got the same results. Um, in my business. And so it was a lot less stressful for me. Let's put it that way. Uh, but again, we'll talk about that this morning um, as we progress a little bit more. Number four was small business owners, including me, need more help than ever to be profitable. And that's one of the reasons why April McDaniel is coming on to the show next week, because she we are going to we are going to dive into this operational piece that um, she's going to start sharing with us. And we're going to be working with her a little bit closer and more closely going into 2023 with a couple projects um, as well that I'm going to help her launch and get out there as one of my clients. Um, but, you know, it's, even though she's one of my clients, I also am one of her students. So um, I think that everybody can gain a definite insight and some, uh, some good education from April. And I look forward to uh, bringing her on board um, the podcast and working with her next year on a couple other webinars and programs that she has in mind. And then the fifth thing was, is a leadership and strategy mindset are the keys to success, but they're ultimately ignored. So leadership and strategy mindset are key areas that are ultimately ignored, but are the keys to success. And that's kind of where I'm going to be heading into 2023 is really tapping into the mindset piece because I do say that I'm a life coach and I am a certified life coach. And I, and I really think that that's where pe people need that support. Now we have a very lackluster way of being right now. Um, you know, it's, it's like, we're all in that hijack moment of when is the other shoe going to drop? And we can't, I can't get you out of that necessarily because it's happening all around us. It's happening, you know, 
within us. It's happening uh, within our families, our communities, our cities, our states, our country, our world. So it's far too big to just be like, yeah, we're just going to kind of, you know, bypass that and ignore it. No, it, it, we, we need to figure out how to work with it and still be productive and achieve the things that we want to be able to do. And that's where the strategy piece comes in. So leadership and strategy, mindset, these are the areas that I'm going to focus on coming into 2023. But now that we've, I've kind of given you a, a lay of the land here, let's, uh, let's move forward with the marketing piece that we're going to talk about here. And in how I did a, a little bit less social media promotion and, um, and why, you know, I just felt like I wasn't making headway. I felt like there was far too much competition. There was, you know, I, it, the, I was competing in an online space that by no means had the same level of um, credential criteria attached to it. Um, but because I wasn't dancing and, and, you know, doing fun little Instagram things, um, I wasn't getting, the attention. And it's not that I had to, you know, say, oh, I have to do these in order to, you know, maintain my level of exposure. I instead, I'm like, no, that's not what I'm going to do. And that's not the kind of coach that I am. And um, I don't want to be overly serious either, but I, I, I honestly don't have time to play that type of uh, approach on social media. It's, I think it's ineffective. I think it garners attention, but I think it's ineffective in the long run. So, all right. So we're going to talk a little bit about marketing today. And uh, you know how they say that, you know, word of mouth is the best form of advertising. Well, it, I, I, I listen, it, it is true. It is true. It is true. It is a number one most successful way for you to be able to grow your business. So now we have to start getting back into this level of connecting to be able to get that word of mouth piece. But a lot of people just think it's sharing the information, but you do have to make investments along the way as well. And so today's episode is called the word on the seas um, versus the word on the streets, right? So I talked about the framework already and we're in the marketing piece. So I said that I did fewer social media events and promos and achieved the exact expectations and goals for my business. And part of that was I, people were all pre-pandemic. People tried to show up online to learn. And the ones that showed up did a really good job of taking their business to the next level. In 2020, we were all forced to show up online and learn because we really didn't have any other choice. And we all realized we were by no means prepared for the pandemic and everything that we went through as small businesses. And then we got overwhelmed and burnt out and our entire existence for you know a few months, six months, maybe that year felt like we were just endlessly trying to learn stuff online, but we still weren't implementing and we still weren't seeing the, maybe the, the fruits of our labor of that investment of time and or money that you put into this, you know, learning online. Now, the great thing about learning online is that it's very viable. It's, it's, um, it has a very much a DIY approach to it. Uh, it could be very, you know, cost-effective, um, but there's a lot of it. You're, you, you might be choosing to you know, take steps into this online educational world, but you may not be choosing the right things for you. And how do you know that you need to be choosing the right things? How do you, how, you know, who's going to help you make those choices 
and who were the right people to maybe choose from in here. So I just saw that I was getting commitment to people wanting to come on board with me to, to work with me in some of the content and coaching capacity that I offer. Um, but what I found is that nobody wanted to actually implement the ideas and the execution piece fell very flat. And that became very frustrating to me. And then I would be like, you know, why are you coaching with me? Why are you wasting your money with me if you're not going to implement these things? And I did, and I say this over and over again on this podcast that, you know, 85, 90% of my time with clients is more on mindset. And, you know, that 10, 15, even 20% at times is on strategy where I'm really helping them to implement the strategy. Um, so I get that that part of the coaching um, that I offer and there has to be, there has to be a level of value to that, but there also has to be the right timing you, that you're going to commit to it, the right pricing that you're willing to pay for it. And those are those sweet spots that I think as coaches, we're always trying to find in there um, to be able to work with the, the ideal type of client. So I did less, I didn't get more, but I didn't get less. And I was okay with that because, you know, this was a year for me to spend a lot more time in the salon, implementing the things that I share with my coaching clients to be able to verify them, to be able to, you know, create that credential based success ratio on them. And it did occur to me that this is what I was feeling when I stopped kind of doing some of the self promo. This is, the, this is what it feels like for me. And this is what it is perceived as for others is that sometimes a self-promotion of, you know, making over-promising and under-delivering. See, people don't know that you're under-delivering until after they've made the investment with you. And then they realize that you might've over-promised and under-delivered, or they didn't get what they thought they would get out of it. A lot of times we think that this opportunity to market ourselves feels like we're bragging and it feels very uh, self-promotional. And there is, a, there is a part that you have to be able to do that, but you have to be able to do that with the, with the support system of why you're doing it, what you're really offering. And we'll go through the, the, the specifics of that in a second. But most of the time when you see kind of somebody out there that's trying to sell something online, they're either bragging about what they've accomplished. And sometimes it seems very pie in the sky. Sometimes it can feel very inauthentic um, with the way that they're approaching it. Sometimes it feels contrived or even salesy. And sometimes it looks desperate. And it's this, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a coach promoting her business or if it's you promoting your salon business or your spa business, your beauty business. Some of these self-promotional things I know you're uncomfortable with, but there's a way to be able to bring this out and to be able to still make it effective and work. But if you're feeling in this area over here, you know, like I did at, at the early part of the year was this isn't working for me. I'm not liking where this is going. And because I have a confidentiality agreement with my clients, I'm not using them to sell more clients. I'm not using them and their successes um, to be able to get new clients in. It's uh, if they provide me a testimony and they and they share their own things, then I'm I'm fine with that. But I'm not soliciting these things from my clients um, to be able to you know create those bragging rights um, in there. And so it's it's just the way that I kind of 
uh, have def defined and designed my particular business on there. Uh, sometimes they are worthy of sharing and sometimes, you know, it, it, it does get shared, but it's, it's not my marketing strategy. Okay. Um, but it can be yours. It can be yours done right. Okay. Um, and when we talked about the word of mouth promotion, you know, sometimes you have to realize that you're making an investment in order to get word of mouth. Okay. Sometimes you're making the investment into connections in your community, connections within your business, connections outside of your business, connections with other businesses in order to be able to create that powerful word of mouth promotion that you're looking for. And what happens is this in this word of mouth promotion opportunity is it feels more genuine. You know, if somebody gave me a referral and they have the credentials behind it, it goes a lot further. If somebody gives me a referral and says, well, that's, you know, I heard that it was good. Um, I'm still going to do my due diligence to find out if it makes sense. But word of mouth also prevent, provides a credence, um, a trustworthiness that people want to hear because inevitably we don't all want to be making our own decisions and we don't want to make the wrong decisions. So we kind of fight sometimes making decisions because we don't want to make the wrong one. So when other people kind of collaborate with where we need to go and it becomes the right decision, then we feel like we're making a better decision based on the, a gathering approach instead of, you know, us having to maybe do all the work and or us just kind of like, you know, picking and choosing without doing the due diligence on there. Now, word of mouth promotion also has a tendency to be more results driven. In other words, if I ask somebody, you know, hey, do you know, do you know somebody that does this type of thing? The reason why they would probably provide me a referral or a name or a suggestion would be because they've seen the results, heard the results, had the results, felt the results. Okay. And so it has a very much more results driven approach to it. And of course, you know, it's more purposeful. In other words, I don't want, you know, what's happening with the algorithms on social media is that if I start Google searching something next thing, you know, all of my feeds are coming up with this particular thing that I'm Google searching. And I don't trust that at all. To me, that is not trustworthy at all. And it, and it doesn't come from a place of word of mouth promotion. It comes over on the other side or a third category that we could call that is promotion and advertising. Okay. And, and there's, again, there's a right positioning for that particular piece too. We'll talk about that more into the new year uh, because it's, it's part of the strategy. It is part of the strategy, but all three of these are part of a strategy. And I'm not saying that self-promotion is bad or word of mouth is the only way to go or that you have to invest money into advertising. But when you look at a solid strategy, you'll see that all three of these become very purposeful for you to be able to achieve the type of results that you want. Okay. So here's here's my formula that I work with on the on clients when I'm helping them to put a strategy together, define their brand, help them out with social media, um, help them out with creating um, marketing materials, whether it's, you know, Google My Business, a website, um, menus, um, anything like that, that this is the formula that I work with is first, you have to define the true value of your why. 
why are you doing this? Why are you in the business of this? You know, and it, and it's personal. Okay. And you got to be honest with yourself because, you know, if you're just like, because I want to make money and it's like, okay, so that's, that should be an end result of it. That should be a effect of the cause, but what's the real cause? Why are you doing this? Why is this your particular, uh, mode of operation? Why is this your passion? And to be able to define the why, and I'm telling you, finding the why is, is, is a very deep, um, process and personal process in there. Um, and the honesty level of it really becomes that, that mindset, what is your belief and how are you preventing that belief from moving into an a, a marketplace, or are you preventing that belief from getting into the marketplace because you feel like it's too personal or you're, you're uncomfortable sharing that part of you. Okay. But I work with a lot of my clients on the why we're getting, we're getting narrowing down the why and listen, Three years ago, when I worked with a particular client on our why, I tell you, we're going to start over again. It, this same, you know, and this same client that I'm still working with, we're going to start over again on her why, because we've all grown and evolved and changed over the last three years, and um, we got this residualness left on us that is going to require some healing and, and take some time to potentially go away or evolve, but we don't have the same why as we did in 2019 or previous to that. Our whys are different now. Okay. So the next thing you're going to do is you're going to clarify your what, what is your promise? What do you promise? Okay. Um, and can you really deliver on that? You know, if you're promising it, can you really deliver on that? Okay. And you can't use all these different variables. You either deliver on it or you don't. All right. And then the third part is to narrow down your who. Who is your ideal client? Who are you aiming for? Who is the person that you think you can most help and uh, provide your what for, all right? Then there's this part of it that what's your path, process, framework, and strategy, your how. How are you going to deliver on this promise to this particular person that supposedly is your ideal client? And the how part is... That's the operational piece that you have to put together the structure of, and you have to have it kind of nailed down to some degree, not a hundred percent, but you have to have it nailed down to start. Okay. You can't just like, oh, I'm going to do this and then not have, not have the goods to be able to deliver on that. So your path process framework or strategy, how are you going to achieve these things? Okay. And then you have to have some level of commitment to when, when is the expected delivery? In other words, it can't be an endless game. So you have to be able to say, I'm going to start it then. I'm going to deliver these things by this particular time and in this particular order to this type of person because this is what I believe, or this is my why. Do you see how we've already answered all those questions kind of working our way up now? So when you commit, and people wanna know when, people want a end date in mind. Um, I think they're more committed when they have an end date in mind instead of it just being endless, okay? And then you gotta decide where to expose yourself and your goods. 
And I say exposed because sometimes that's what it feels like. And this is where most people are uncomfortable with putting themselves out there on social media. And it certainly was the challenge I was up against this year um, with my business. I just kind of got bored of putting myself out there. And I'm like, I just need to pull back and just internalize more of what I'm doing, focus in on, um, you know, putting together more offerings and strategies that I know will help, but I have to also put them through the test. I've got, I've got to beta test them to be able to determine if they're going to work. So I, I minimized some of my exposure, but kept my consistency of marketing in place. I limited my exposure, my personal exposure. Okay. But I stayed consistent with my marketing strategy. Now, in 2023, do I need to put myself out there more? Yes, quite possibly I do. And uh, I'll certainly I'll feel more comfortable about doing that, having done the work that I've done this year. Okay. So why, what, who, how, when, where? Now, these, the way that this is designed can be altered. In other words, where doesn't have to be the last one and why doesn't have to be the first one. Sometimes, you know, as you're working in this process, your, your who might be the first one or your what or your strategy, like you have this plan and you're just not quite sure how to implement it or get it out there. So there is no particular order, which is why I did not number these. I just put bullet points on them. There is a, there is a structure and a way to be able to make this work, but they all have to be answered in order for you to kind of put yourself out there. Okay. All right. So that's kind of a little bit about this marketing piece today. I know that people argue with me all the time. Oh, I'm not going to say argue. People challenge me all the time in believing that there needs to be so much more done on social media, so much more done on social media, so much more done on social media. And it depends. It depends on your business. Is it is it an absolute something you should be implementing as a small business? Yes. Um, is it the only means that you should be doing? No. There are a hundred different things that you should be doing. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to spend, you know, in this, this leadership strategy mindset approach, marketing is still going to be a big topic that I'm going to bring into 2023, because when you understand this particular process of strategy, you'll realize that the investments that you're making into things approaches, um, commitments somehow are attached to people and the people are the ones that end up supporting that growth and profitability for you. So you have to look at the touchable aspects of your business. And I think what happens with social media is that it becomes untouchable and it's not in real life even though we're doing videos and reels and all of this fun stuff, it's not in real life. And you have to get back to designing that opportunity for yourself for success in real life and not just online. All right. So you guys, uh, I'm going to be doing a 90 minute um, mindset and strategy session come January 16th. 
And it's going to be, a, you know, 90 minutes, spend 90 minutes with me. And we're going to look at this mindset and strategy piece and help you kind of like start to implement what you want to accomplish in 2023. Get the answers you need so that you can have the success and the profits you want. And uh, registration is going to open soon. I'm just wrapping up. Uh, my team is just wrapping up all the details to be able to get that um, taken care of. And then of course, I'm gonna be working with 10 new clients for 2023. So if you wanna be one of the 10 and you're ready to take on a little bit of that commitment and that challenge um, with a strategy coach and a mindset coach and a leadership coach <coughs> and a marketing coach, and I've got valid certifications in all of those arenas um, and a life coach, then I, absolutely would love to be working with you. And you can set up a, a complimentary call right now if you go to soscoachme.com, soscoachme.com. Okay, you guys, next week though, uh, join me please. And we're actually gonna go live with this. So April McDaniel from Copsa Odie is gonna be sharing with us some strategies and things that you need to kind of like be prepared for going into 2023 to be more operationally and profitable and more profitable. Um, as a small business. So look forward to seeing you next time. All right. Until then.